Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. The left-handed starting pitcher. Here's a drive into left field and deep. Back toward the wall. It's got a chance. Gone. Jamer Candelario with a home run to left center. And the Cubs take a one to nothing lead. The 2-2 from Assad to Benson. Strike three called another fastball. Eight shutout innings for Javier Assad. What a performance. He may not be done yet. The Reds are done in the eighth inning. We go to the ninth. Cubs won Cincinnati nothing. Well, you're thinking if you can get through this at bat with Ellie De La Cruz. This ball so hard it got to Suzuki quickly. And Jarrah House with the stop sign at third base. Ellie De La Cruz was running around first base as if that was a game winner. Quas back to work. In the hole, Swanson. They go to second for one. Return to first. Safe. And the Reds win it. Three and two. Turner. Swings and misses. Williams strikes it out to win the game. He leaves the tying runs on base in the ninth by striking out one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And the Brewers have won an 11th game in their last 13. A 7-5 win tonight to take the series. Well, he slowed him down with a bunch of change-ups and went to the gas. And you could see how late Turner was trying to stay on that pitch, but too much fastball. And you see them. Thank you very much for two exciting home wins against the Philadelphia Phillies. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Well, 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 good morning to you, baseball people. In September, a great baseball month. We had a caller last week say that. I think it was Stan from Bellwood. Keep the music going until we get to the, the low brass again. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's the last time that we get to do it this year on a Sunday morning. So we'll get there. But yeah, September's a baseball month. I know it's also a football month. The next week in this time slot will be Bears pregame. But my goodness, September baseball. Here it is one last time. 
That the theme from this week in baseball and that the theme of hit and run on summer Sundays on the score. Man, last night I was out to dinner, right? And I'm watching the Cubs game in the top of the ninth while out to dinner. I'm watching like the last three innings with my wife, watching it on the phone, streaming the marquee app because this is September and the games are big and I'm hosting here in the morning and it's fun to watch. So I'm like seeing um, uh, Javier Assad just be awesome and brilliant and continue to show you that he's a big league pitcher, show you that he knows how to use his five-pitch mix and just like set batters up and get weak contact. You saw the Cubs play an unbelievable game on defense all the way to the end. The fact that Swanson and Horner almost made that a double play, the fact that that was even a bang-bang play at the end is insane. And earlier in the game, Nico made like four incredible plays over at second base. We'll talk to him on Tuesday on Parkins and Spiegel about it. And how about the double play that Nico made going back to catch that short pop-up and then turning around and making a great one-hop throw? And Assad. And Jan Gomes controlling the running game together. Assad picking off two people. Gomes throwing somebody out, stealing a base, and crediting Assad for that because apparently they had talked a lot about that because the Reds are a very, very good running team. So anyway, this incredible game. And so we watch the top of the ninth, and then I go out to the car, and I'm listening on the car, and I miss the beginning of the inning, and Mark Leiter Jr. is pitching. And I'm like, why is Mark Leiter Jr. pitching? I I thought that it was going to be either Javier Assad pushed for the ninth or Adbert Alzali put back out there to try and, you know, vanquish as quickly as possible the bad taste of blowing a save from the day before. In fact, Kyle Hendricks was on inside the clubhouse on 670 the score and was asked directly, what would Alzali, you know, what do you think Ross and Alzali are going to do tonight? Do you think Alzali will go right back out there? Say, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go right back out there. But Adbert must have needed a break. Unavailable, apparently. This bullpen has been greatly, greatly taxed. And Adbert Alzali has thrown a lot. Julian Merriweather has thrown a lot. Michael Fulmer, playing catch yesterday, unavailable has thrown a lot. Mark Leiter Jr. has thrown a lot. And all those guys, I mean, Leiter Jr. is at 58 in the third innings, Merriweather at 61, Adbert at 61. So they've all been used a lot because there's not a lot of other guys that David Ross feels he can trust. But boy, the way that Mark Leiter Jr. has looked the last two or three times out, um, it, it, it's been it's been a little scary. That splitter is... Is, is really good, but that's kind of the only thing he's got. Nothing really to set it up of consequence that has looked good. I was surprised to hear Lighter, and then after the game, Ross talking about how Lighter is is running on fumes, and you wonder why it wasn't. So here's what I wonder: Was Julian Merriweather also unavailable? Because Merriweather far more dominant stuff than Lighter, in my opinion. So I, I would love to have seen Merriweather. Really, I would have loved to have seen Assad. I, I know the pitch count is crazy high. Do we have Ross talking about why he didn't um, give Javier Assad the ninth inning? Uh, let, 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 me, let me hear that because 
this is such a time where you're pushing guys. And I know Assad being pushed into the eighth is pushing him. But I wondered if that was even a thought for David Ross. You mentioned the pickoffs with Assad, which is the way he controlled the run game on top of this. I thought he did everything well today. So that's not it. That appears to not be it. That's a career-high pitch count in the major leagues for Javier Assad. 98 after throwing 92 his last time out, 91 before that. And you, you kind of knew because Tommy Hadovy went out there for a mound visit and then Amaya, or, or excuse me, Gomes went out there for a visit. Both of those were in the eighth, and it was like, all right, no, he's, he's toast. But I wanted to see him pushed. And Pat Hughes was wondering whether he'd be pushed. You heard Pat's conjecture there in the open. But anyway, so I hear that loss, and as I'm driving, and I was driving in to the city from the Burbs after dinner last night, I put on MLB Big Inning on the MLB at bat app and listen to all of the other games, one after another, after another, kind of all finishing September baseball for the effing win. My God, exciting stuff. But then the Brewers win and you've got now the Brewers up by four and a half on the Cubs. And it's frustrating as hell to lose in the ninth. Twice in a row. We'll talk about the White Sox. We'll talk about a manager trying to build culture when nobody's watching. And we'll wonder if it makes a sound. Because that's what happened last night. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But the pivot that happened at the trade deadline that allows for two months of relevant baseball means that if you're paying attention, you are all locked in to September games against the Reds a team that is just behind you in the division, just behind you in the wild card, and a team that has looked like they're rising up all year long with an incredible young core, and they're going to be a a viable rival for the Cubs for the next several years. And you lose two in a row, two gut punches in a row. Alzali with a blown save, and then later last night. Here's Ross on Javier Assad and whether the ninth was even a question. Well, he pitched well both games, um, you know, giving up three and two and coming away with losses uh, is tough. We've swung the bat really well coming into the series. Didn't pan out you know, last night or today. Big home run, weren't able to make it stick. Um, you know, Assad was phenomenal. Needed a big outing. Everybody in the, the bullpen's been cashed, lighter there. That's four out of five days for him. Uh, he's running on fumes. Um, it's a little bit short right there with the double header and going after it yesterday and coming up short, um, trying to keep those guys uh, as fresh as possible. And Assad had a phenomenal performance. Nice homer by um, Candy there to give us one nothing lead. I thought we played phenomenal defense. Jan called a great game, threw some guys out, picked some guys off. Um, Nico, I mean, we played a lot of, did a lot of things well and just weren't able to close it out again. So that's David Ross on the overall effect of the game. And he mentions that Assad was toast. Several texters who were watching say no way he could have gone out there in the ninth. He shot his wad in the eighth to get out of the inning. I was nervous in the eighth. Time to take him out, says a texter. Here's the bottom line. You blow back-to-back ninth inning leads against a division and playoff rival on an early September weekend That is downright sadism from the baseball gods. It's evil. It's mean. It's sadistic. How dare you? 
mess with the emotions of a fan base, you baseball gods. Shiny, shiny boots of leather. But yet, it's fun, isn't it? You'd rather have this. You'd rather have this than not have this. Come on, Sean Sears. Oh, you know this is way better. I, this is way better. I'd much rather have somebody to complain about than somebody to complain I, about. Yes, it, it sucks and it hurts and it's painful and it's tormenting, but it's freaking beautiful. Just the same. Embrace it. You wanted this. And now you've got it. <laughs> you so wanted this. You wanted this. You asked for this pain. You asked for this relevance. And this this torture. And now you've got it. So, yeah, look around and say, why is it Alexander Canario in the lineup? Go ahead, look around. Wonder why Ben Brown isn't healthy. Curse the air. Curse the gods. They're not going to stop. Tell you that much. And you don't want them to stop. You want them to keep giving you drama. Possibly pain. And maybe a little pleasure mixed in. (laughs) The baseball gods are mean, people. They are mean. You begged for relevance. You begged for for baseball that matters. And sometimes it feels like this. So just sit back and take it. All right, you can fade the music or else I'll never stop screaming. A little Velvet Underground never hurt anybody on a Sunday morning. So, yeah, I mentioned Alexander Canario and him not being used at all in the lineup or in a pinch hit. From Friday, when Jed Hoyer talked about Alexander Canario being here, here's the quote. There's not going to be a ton of at-bats in that position. Hopefully he'll get in there in the right moment and get his debut under his belt and come up big for us. Canario told Megan Montemurro in the Chicago Tribune that this big league bench role is going to be a pause to everyday playing at Iowa. This is Hoyer telling Megan Montemurro that. Hoyer said they're not going to put Canario in a position in which he won't play the entire month. Another indicator that this might be a temporary promotion. So I don't think there's a disconnect. There's a lot of you out there wondering. Some of you have texted already and said, why isn't Jed Hoyer playing Alexander Canario? Is there a disconnect between the manager and the front office? And I I don't think that there is. I don't think that this is something where Hoyer's like, here you go, here you go. Here's this red-hot power bat. Use him. Please use him. Please use him. And then Ross is like, no, no, I don't want to. It's not that. But clearly, I wish that he'd been used. This isn't a Carlos Pena, uh, Scott Hatterberg situation, is it? This is not a Billy Bean, um, who who was Art Howe. Art Howe, yeah. Brad Pitt. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what I wanted to say. Yes. <laughs> no, you're on it. You're on it. This is not one of those, I'm going to give you a player. Yeah, well, I'm not going to use him. This is not that. But, boy, I would have liked to have seen Canario used. Canario has, what, eight homers in the last, like, three weeks or something? Yeah, if even. I mean, he's just been outrageously hot and an interesting choice as opposed to PCA for the call-up. And he is... He could give you what you're hoping Christopher Morell gives you. And Morell could use a pause. He could give you what you're hoping Patrick Wisdom gave you in that lineup. And then you could shuffle defensive positions and cover first base. Wisdom makes me nervous catching throws from, from even from, from Nico. 
last night. I'm like, is he going to hold on to that? I guess he is. So it, I found it very strange that Canario not used. Cincinnati is where Cubs players often debut. Starlin Castro debuted there and homered. Would have loved to have seen Canario there. There's one more in Cincinnati, and um, it's been a crazy series. It's a very early game today. It's on Peacock, which is why I'm talking fast and have to get out of here fairly soon. But, you know, we're going to talk White Sox. We're going to talk about one of the most incredible home runs I've ever seen in an unbelievable series late night on the West Coast a little bit later in the hour. Uh, We're going to take uh, one last look at the leaderboards on a Sunday morning as I like to, and we're going to take your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Phone lines are open the rest of this short hit-and-run show. Scott is in Arlington Heights and is now on the score. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, Speaks. <clears throat> I want to talk about the last couple of tremendously tough losses, but I have to go back a couple of weeks ago. Listening to you and Elise Meneker was just, it was so awesome. You were clear, descriptive, uh, excitable, passionate. I, I, it, I found myself wanting to hear you guys more. <laughs> Matt, Spiegel, Matt Spiegel, you have a true talent wow. for play-by-play. Uh, I, I absolutely you, Scott. loved it. I Thanks, really man. Did. That's, that's meaningful. And let, uh, for, the record, for the record, when Elise Meneker and I filled in for Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer and Zach Zaidman, that was the first three games of the eight-game win streak that forced the front office to pivot and buy instead of sell at the deadline. So, Cub fans, you're welcome. You're the rally monkey. Yeah, right? I, I am the human rally monkey. I mean, I don't even know if I need to put human on that because I am descended, I believe, from, uh, from monkeys of some kind. But, yes, that, that is me. Uh, thank you, Scott, for the kind words. Go ahead, sir. Uh, last couple of nights, it was a really tough loss, but I think there was only uh, Scott is now breaking up. Isn't it too bad? We only had time to get in his compliments about my play-by-play. Did you plan that? <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, the uh, Cubs offense has disappeared other than Cody Bellinger for a couple of games here, and that has been massively, massively damaging. And it needs to show back up. So, yes, they need to score more than one run. Need to score more than two runs the night before. Today is Jamison Tyone pitching for the Cubs uh, against Carson Spears. Carson Spears is 25 years old, is making his big league debut, has had a very nice year at AA in this season, and will now... Join the Reds to make his debut today. And is a good story that we can get into along the way. Meanwhile, the White Sox were an absolute debacle last night in a season that has been an absolute debacle in a week that has been remarkable, where the owner spoke and the new GM was announced and a manager tried to build some culture last night. Let's discuss. It's hit and run with me, Matt Spiegel, on 670 The Score. 
We're back with more Hit and... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Run. No way. No way. Too high. Too high. Too high? You said me too high. Too high. Not too high. Too hard. Right? First, too really high. high. Who gives a It's gone. On 670, the score. Swing and a high fly out into deep left center. Colas on the move. And it is gone. First major league hit is a two run homer. For Andre Lipsius, and it's 4 nothing. Who? Yeah. Mike Clevenger got lit up yesterday. Eight runs given up for Clevenger. It was 8 nothing in a hurry. 4 nothing in the first, after he got the first couple of outs, actually. Eight runs on 12 hits over four innings for the guy who went unclaimed around Major League Baseball. And the White Sox... Um, had 28 batters come to the plate. And the only reason that happened is because that aforementioned player, Andre Lipsius, had an error on a ground out in the bottom of the first. So that was not a double play. So the offense listless, the defense really bad last night as the White Sox got torched by Detroit 10 to nothing. The story in the game was the lackluster play in the field and at the plate from a few different young White Sox players. Uh, here's Corey Lee first is up at the plate and pops out during that game. Got a run. Well, Corey Lee never got out of the batter's box. 
And that was a fair ball. Yeah, that's not really a good habit to get into because, I mean, look, odds are Torkelson is not going to let it drop. But if he does, it's a very easy double play. So Corey Lee uh, said he thought that ball was foul, thought it was like behind the dugout on uh, the first base side or something. But he didn't run, and Pedro Grafal benched him. Grafal took him out and put Grandal in there. And Corey Lee, after the game, said, that's not the kind of player I am, and that'll never happen again. And, you know, he, he said he just, he just lost the ball. He, he couldn't find the ball. But interesting that Pedro Grafal decides to use the moment and make it teachable for a young player. It's obviously long past time for these kinds of things by the White Sox manager who was hired to do those kinds of things from the get-go. And I'm disappointed in the arc of Pedro Grafal's season as a manager because he didn't really do a lot of that early and, in fact, said that he was trying to let players lead um, after the deadline and they had finally traded some players away. But you got to do that kind of stuff. And it, so I'm glad he did it. And, I, I, you know, he should be trying to do it. It feels very late, but, folks, he's going to be here next year. He's going to be here next year. And so, yeah, it's time to use that tool that you've got in your toolbox like crazy. I'm not going to celebrate it, but I'm certainly not going to make fun of it because he should be doing that kind of thing. The problem is they keep playing really bad, sloppy outfield defense. Here's uh, Akil Badu scoring on a single from first last night. Badu leaning. And he takes off, and there's a slicer, and that'll get down as well. And Badu's going to try to score as the throw goes to second. Somebody has to tell Lenin not really to look at first base, but that Badu was trying to score. Nobody said anything to him, and because of that, he's looking at first as Badu is scoring. So because he was running... He gets a great break and then decides, well, I'm just going to keep on going. Now, look at Lenin. He looks at first base. By the time he looks home, it's too late. Gary Jones just said, hey, keep on going. And he did. Yeah, he kept on going. Lenin Sosa holding the ball like, like Johnny Pesky in the 1946 World Series. Sorry, Pesky. I know that was really about Leon Culberson not being able to make the throw home because Dom DiMaggio was hurt, and that's how Ina Slaughter scored from first on a single and broke my dad's 13-year-old heart. But anyway, White Sox with such bad outfield fundamentals still, it's just so sloppy. And the problem is that some of these guys have been in Chris Getz's minor league system, like Oscar Colas and Lenin Sosa have been there. And if the communication and the fundamentals are not there on the big leagues, Getz said it himself the other day that what you see on the big league field is a product of how you draft and scout and develop. Remember when I said that a lot over the past several years? And Getz said it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, 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 but why should we believe that you can do that? Because we're seeing some of the guys that have been in your system. It's so hard to believe. If you're a White Sox fan, what a weird and awkward place that you have to be. It's so sad. And I know many of you have, have said that you're just bailing. You're completely bailing. That you're done, especially after hearing Jerry Reinsdorf talk this week. 
David Eckstein. Yeah. Eckstein, Eddie Stanky getting some love in the Reinsdorf commentary. I love old-time baseball. I just talked about Enos Slaughter and Johnny Pesky for a while. But I know that you don't want a team like the one that Jerry loved as a kid, those Brooklyn Dodgers. You don't want those guys. You don't even really want a team that Tony La Russa managed that included David Eckstein. You don't really want that team either. David Eckstein. You want the mo- a, modern, a modern team featuring really, really good athletes swinging very, very hard. But no Shohei Otani, though. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. And, and it's just it's too easy to be, like, cynical and just pile on everything. And, yeah. I, I, and I don't want to do it. I, I really don't want to do it. So, because w- there are White Sox fans who aren't going to bail. And some of you are ones who say you're going to bail, and then you're not going to bail, and then here you are. And what are you supposed to do? Hope that things turn around, peak at the standings every once in a while? Look at a box score, turn on the radio as you're on your way to Home Depot on a Sunday morning and hope that Spiegel's telling you things are going well. Um, So look, it's good that Chris Getz is wanting to focus on development and, and, and building from within. And hopefully he has good ideas that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams didn't listen to. Hopefully there is a genius yearning to breathe free that will now be allowed to bloom from Chris Getz. And hopefully Pedro Grafol will now manage with authority and make players accountable and teach them fundamentals. But boy, it's hard to wrap your mind around that possibility on September 3rd when the season is toast and you're steamrolling towards 100 losses. But I wish you well, White Sox fans. I really do. I want, I want you to be happy and enjoy your baseball. This is Mark in South Bend on 670 The Score. Good morning, Mark. Welcome in. Good morning, Matt. I want to thank you for all your on, on, uh, hit and run, and your show's been wonderful, and young uh, Ruben Spiegel's following in the great footsteps, and you're, like I said, Matt, with uh, your uh, future, your train is bound for glory. I want to go up to the white, my white socks. Please. And I hope, uh, I hope that you, the wife, and the kid get to watch a team playing baseball this, uh, in the playoffs with blue letters on their uniform that says Chicago. Go Cubs. But I want to uh, hark back what we talked about before. This whole thing with the White Sox is basically one man's fault, Jerry Reinstorf. And again, during his press conference, he was 80% intellectually dishonest about everything he talked about, including getting rid of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams, how he did it. He said he talked to his people. Now, who his people were, were they the partners, the owners, whatever, and came to the conclusion that I, I decided uh, it'd be best if uh, Rick would, would be, have a chance to interview with other teams and that before the season's over. And he said, and then he said, I, you know, I, I just uh, let Kenny go. But I think the reason he wasn't going to let Kenny go until about, about a day before he did when he fired both of them, and here's why. Kenny leaked to a beat reporter that he made that burger, burger trade, that Rick was, Hahn wasn't going to do it. He wanted to keep Burger, but Kenny said, no, we wa- I wanted that premier left-hander to come in, and Kenny went off on that beat reporter saying, I'm in charge, I'm running the show, I'm going to be here forever, and that leaked back to Mr. Reinsdorf, and that's when I believe he made his decision, and Reinsdorf can't even be honest about firing his two top executives. That's interesting, Mark. I'm not sure about that theory, that theory of the timing. That is one possible theory of the timing. 
My theory on the timing, folks, is that the stadium story came out that Cranes wrote. It was not a ownership push for leverage. That was not from the White Sox, and Reinsdorf made that clear as he was talking about it this week. But it painted them in yet another horrible light, and they wanted they realized if if we're going to do this, let's go ahead and do this now with Rick and Kenny. And also season ticket renewals had gone out that week, like the day before. So they thought it would be welcome news and would give a jolt to a fan base that was basically in rebellion. And it did for 14 hours. And then the gets news leaked and everybody got upset about that all over again. So that's my take on the timing. By the way, Jake Berger, he homered yesterday. He's got 30 home runs on the season. Jake Berger. Ugh. Congratulations to Jake Berger, a very nice young man. Good for Jake. Nice, awesome. thoughtful, funny, passionate, hardworking young dude who missed all of 2018 and 2019 with injuries. And it, it came all the way back and is now a 30-homer guy in the major leagues. I mean, that's amazing. That's, that's incredible. And Chris Kampka tweeted this morning, only 514 players in the history of baseball have had 30 home runs in a season. It's lower than I thought. 514 in the history of the game have had 30 homers, and Jake Berger is now one of them. Wow. I would have guessed like 1,000. Yeah. I would have guessed a lot more than that. Yeah. But that's that, that's amazing. That is a 30-homer dude who um, was very, very likable, part of the systematic removal of likability that has been your 2023 White Sox. Paul is in Valparaiso and is now on 670 The Score. Hello, Paul. Hey, morning, Matt. Uh, in quick uh, Cubs point, uh, you, you also forgot Jerry's uh, mention of Jerry Kuzman, so another, <laughs> another oldie but goodie for, for, for Ryan Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously these last couple of games have been frustrating, uh, you know, from the Cubs' perspective. But one thing that he, he's been bad probably about a month, really since the Braves series, I think maybe, you know, uh, teams started to make adjustments. But Danzy Swanson, he does a lot of great things, and obviously his war is great. But he's a below-average hitter this year. I, mean, I think his one runs created plus is at, like, 98. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in a big slump for about a month, and it always seems like he comes up with guys on base. If he doesn't start to kind of to hit and Bellinger goes into a soft spot, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you know, Dansby has been a remarkable fielder, as you say, just an absolutely beautiful fielder, including last night, and a wonderful influence on players and this clubhouse overall. But offensively, it has been rough, without a doubt. And what's interesting as I look at his last 24 games, he's hitting a buck 49 in his last 24 games is Dansby Swanson. Wow. OPS of 472 in his last 24 games. That's over 99 plate appearances. Move the man down in the order. I know David Ross really likes the sameness very often uh, in in his order. And I'm not even... I mean, now that Hap's gotten it back going, um, you know, other than these last couple of games, Hap 3 and Bellinger 4 has been working out for the most part. But, yeah, Dansby's been rough. And and what I was going to say was his replacement in Atlanta, Orlando Arcia, the former Brewer, 
is having a phenomenal year. A better offensive year than Dansby. And in fact, last night, Orlando Arcia with a three-run homer to basically win the third Braves game in a row over the Dodgers. That series has been incredible. We're going to talk more about that in a moment and continue to take your phone calls here on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. We've got time for your um, your phone calls between now and about 1030 when we're out of here for an early game. Cubs and Reds not on Peacock as previously misreported by a mildly sleepy talk show host who assumed for weeks that this show was uh, was short because the game was on Peacock. No, I, no, no. I made the same assumption. I, you and me, we're right here. We're right here, Sean. The game is on marquee. The game is also, of course, right here on 670 The Score with Pat and Ron and Zach in Cincinnati for an early start. But the Peacock game is Milwaukee and the Phillies, which means you got scoreboard watching Sunday baseball early today. You can, oh, yeah. get, you can get all of that out of the way by what, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, maybe 2.30 or so. Don't threaten me with a good time, Speaks. Well, then you got the rest of the day to get out there on, on a holiday weekend. Go breathe some air outside, people. It's gorgeous this morning. And last night, it'll be hot, hot today, hot tomorrow as well. But, man, get out there and feel it on a holiday weekend. I want to talk about something that happened in that Braves-Dodgers game, and we'll continue to take your phone calls leading up to Cubs-Reds, which is on marquee. Everybody knows that. And here on 670, the score. Ronald Hammers hits to left center. That ball- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This history. And Ronald Acuna Jr. just made history. He has Major League Baseball's first ever 30-60 season, and he does it in grand fashion. And Atlanta has a 5-1 lead. And oh, by the way, it's only August 31st. What a milestone for Acuna. Grand Slam Ronald Acuna. That's on Thursday. On Friday, he homered again. It's Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run. These are the best two teams in baseball, the Dodgers and the Braves. And this series has been absolutely bananas. So that night when Acuna hit a grand slam and stole a base, Mookie Betts hit two home runs in that game. In the second game, 
Mookie went 0 for 3, but Acuna had a double and a home run and stole another base. And then last night, as Mookie walked in that game, I think he scored a run last night, and Acuna only went 1 for 5. And as I mentioned earlier, Orlando Arcia basically won it with a three-run homer at the top of the 10th. Acuna did this in the third inning, folks. Acuna smashes this to center. Don't even bother chasing it. My goodness. A homer in all three games in the series. And Ronald Acuna is saying, MVP? That sounds pretty good to me. 454. Oh, center cut. Ronald's quickly become a villain out here in L.A. What do you think? Yep. And he doesn't mind it one bit. I love it. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Such good stuff. Folks, that home run, you could hear the crack of the bat, right? And you heard them say 454. Two things you got to know. James Outman just kind of like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. Just watching that ball float way over his head. By the time he, like, moves towards the warning track a little bit, the ball is already over his head. You know why? Because it was hit at 121.2 miles per hour. That is one of four home runs in the StatCast era to ever be hit more than 120 miles an hour. The other three are all pull shots by enormous right-handed sluggers. Giancarlo Stanton with two of them, Aaron Judge with one of them. And then there's Acuna who hit that one to right center. He hit it the other way. It's unbelievable. That this is so cool. It, 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 he's, he's incredible. This is a wonderful MVP race. This is the stuff you dream of. Where, I mean, you know how I feel about Mookie. He's my favorite player in the game. And I think the, the fact that the two months that he just had are just in, incredible. And the fact that he's played a lot of second base and some shortstop as well. And he's now rebuilt his swing twice in the last six years. Instead of just relaxing and being as good as he is, he works his butt off on his craft and has completely remade his swing twice. Unbelievable, unbelievable player, an athlete. And, I mean, Acuna it has the counting stats. Mookie has the, the war, but he also has the counting stats. But remember, these are humans who vote. And right now, I'm voting Acuna. I'd be voting Acuna. And it's a fun one. Wow. I thought, I thought for sure you'd be bets. I, I, dude, dude is leading off. He's 30-60. And he's just showing up right here in this battle of a series and homering in all three games. Are you kidding me? The best to do it since Soriano, maybe? Oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's better. George Springer, maybe a more recent uh, option. Ricky yeah. Henderson. Yeah. Um, this season... Is is the best leadoff season since Ricky Henderson? Well, maybe Mike Trout. Trout had, had a couple good ones. Had a great leadoff season before they had him settle in at, at two. But goodness, it, it's special, special stuff. Both those guys. Stan is in Bellwood. Other callers, hang on. We'll get to you in the ten o'clock hour before we get out of here at ten thirty. But Stan. Damn right I gave you a shout-out. I've been doing it all week. September's a baseball month. You said it yourself. There you go. We lost Stan. That's right. You got him too excited. I, I got him too excited. He, he jumped up out over skis. Hello, Stan. He's gone. 
it's, it's, it, talk to Stan. See if, see if he's back there. Give him one more shot. Stan? No, Stan. That's okay. Tell you what, let's go to Bob in Arlington Heights. Let's go to Bob. Hello, Bob. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Spigs. How are you? I'm wonderful. Hey, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, the, the pitching staff is overtaxed, and one and two and three runs aren't going to hold up in September to get us to where we need to be. And I, I don't know, you might disagree with this, but, you know, it, it was uh, – it was a heavy lift to expect to win one to nothing last night. Yeah. But there is not a doubt in my mind that Jason Hayward would have caught that ball that Suzuki didn't have a chance on. And I just got to say, my opinion, he is the weakest $85 million fielder I've ever seen. Wow. Not not feeling it on, uh, on Saya in the field, huh? I mean, I'm just not. I mean, I and it's and I'm I'm trying to be fair, but I mean, I can't count the number of times all season where his, you know, his go-to is to get the ball off the wall or get the ball out of the corner, mm. and it's like, you know, I I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just missing Jason, but you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> um, you know, I I think. I hope they come back. I, I really believe they'll come back strong today. Yeah. But uh, this next week, the three against San Francisco and the four against Arizona, uh-huh. that's going to tell the tale. And if and I understand David not wanting to mess with the batting order for people's confidence levels and everything else, but you touched on it with Dan, you know, with Swanson. Um, you know, you got Clevenger. You know, you've said for weeks. Clevenger should be hitting in the first inning. Yeah, Bellinger, Bellinger, um, not Clevenger. And but I hear you, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you what's tough with the moment, other than the the sadistic nature of back to back ninth inning losses, is that the Cubs just took two out of three from Milwaukee, and you you beat Burns and Woodruff. I mean, you lost to Wade Miley, but you beat Burns and Woodruff with Steele and Hendricks. And you're like, this division is not over. It's not over. And now here, a couple days later, you're four and a half games out. You're four and a half games out because the Brewers refuse to lose. They only lose to you. They've won 11 of 13. (laughs) But this is what you wanted, people. You wanted baseball that matters in September. You wanted a pennant race, didn't you? You wanted the torture that comes with it. So you take it. You just enjoy it if you can. And we discuss it. 30 more minutes of hit and run on 670 The Score before Cubs and Reds from Cincy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.